Hello there, Living Force podcast listeners. Santa here, and when I'm out delivering toys to all the good little Padawans, I enjoy listening to my free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And you can get a free book from Audible, too. Just go to utini.com slash audible and click free trial. Then you can take your pick from all the Star Wars selections Audible has to offer. And if you're on the nice list, you might find a shiny new lightsaber under the tree this year. Except for you, Randy. Not after what happened last year. Christmas. Hey there, this is Kevin Scott. I'm the writer of Dooku Jedi Lost, and you're listening to the Living Force Podcast. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Dang Ferret. A Utini production. Dang Ferret. Episode 91, the 2020 Utini Awards. Dang Ferret. And now, here are your hosts. Dang Ferret. Dr. Corey Hilton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Henkel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the 2020 Utini Awards. On the Living Force, I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight are the doctors, are Wes. Let's introduce them, shall we? See how dapper everybody looks. First, we have Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Good to see everybody. Good to see everybody. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. What a joy to be here tonight. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, what a natural applause break. We also have Dr. Charles Hankel. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hello. Uh, so good to be here. Thank you. Please hold the applause. I know it's an exciting night. The uh, longest running, most prestigious award show for the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Uh, right. It's great to be back. Oh, absolutely. Great to be back at our first annual ever. Uh, to round us out, though, of course, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Wes Jenkins. Greetings salutations, everyone. Good to be here. <laughs> this jacket is mighty tight because it's been in quarantine, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, but we are, oh, we're so glad to have you in that jacket. We're so glad to have all of you joining us in the chat tonight for this momentous occasion. Um, honestly, there's so many people, I can't even name everyone. But hello to all of you. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your your night at the first annual UTs. I hope you enjoyed the red carpet coverage to see what everyone was wearing. Um, but we are here because 2020 was a crazy year, but it was a damn fine year for the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Later on, we are going to be giving out some awards, um, but before we do, we have just one piece of news we want to go over, because frankly, we thought it was a little too important to skip over. So today, gentlemen, um, we got an 11th Star Wars show announced, that's right, confirmed, December 2021, the book of Boba Fett is coming to Disney+. Real. Yes, I can't believe they can't believe they announced that. That's a that's a big deal. And all of us, we talked about that. I think when we got together, all jacked up, Eric, of like, where the hell is the Boba Fett show? And uh, here it is. Here it is. So just to clarify to everybody, because um, this was a little confusing to I think a lot of a lot of viewers and listeners, um, the Boba Fett show is a separate show from the Mandalorian. They announced that um, officially, kind of today. 
in addition to the or the way they talked about it on the show made it sound like maybe it could be a replacement for the Mandalorian and it's not it's going to be its own show yep. but it's coming out in 2021 and that's going to postpone that's going to delay uh the third season of um of the Mandalorian to 2022 I think is what they said is that correct It sounds like that I don't know mm-hmm. if they gave as exact times but yeah they're they're going to finish production on Boba Fett uh, because it's being executive produced by John Favreau, Dave Filoni and Robbie Rodriguez um, who directed one of the episodes this year that everyone loved, so super glad to get him back. But they're going to finish production on Boba Fett, and then John Favreau said on Good Morning America this morning, they will then begin production on Season 3 of Mandalorian. So that'll be the order, and we were going to jump right into the awards tonight, but I thought, you know what? An entire series about Boba Fett starring uh, Tamira Morrison and Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shand, who went from apparently being dead in Season 1 to now coming in two series, including The Bad Batch and Boba Fett, uh, coming up soon. I thought I thought it was big enough deal that it merited conversation, or at least a mention, right guys? For real. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, so stoked about that. Uh, I guess we got to keep Bounty Hunt going, don't we? I think oh, that's just man. how it I works. Guess we do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I guess. Uh, but yeah, uh, so so stoked about that. We just wanted to, to mention that off the top because we know a lot of you are excited for that, as are we. Um, as a reminder, our our episode about the final sen- season episode finale. Oh, look at subs and follows. Thank you all. Uh, Our Bounty Hunt episode about the finale of Season 2 will be coming soon. We've delayed it because we wanted to make sure all four of us were on it because it deemed that importance. So keep your eyes on our Patreon for that. Again, all that stuff is at utini.com slash Patreon. And only thing we want to talk about on Patreon this week before the awards is a quick thank you to Nicole Kemper, who became an annual patron this week uh, for all of 2021. So cheers to you. Welcome to the family. Cheers. Thank you so much. Here, here. Here, special applause. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, gentlemen, I would argue we look too damn good to delay any further. So we are going to get into the main part of our show, but I'm not going to intro it. We are going to have a very special guest tell you what you're in store for. Welcome, everyone, to the 2020 Utini Awards, the awards that are voted on by you and handed out to the best in Star Wars EU publishing over the past year. I'm your MC for the evening, or whatever time you happen to be watching this video, Matt Davenport from the set here of the Cantina of Comics. So, without any further delay, let's find out who the winners are for the 2020 Utini Awards. That voice, I looked in the chat, John Dutch Vander, that voice is velvet. Yes, it is. Thank you, Matt (laughs) Davenport. You'll know his voice from the intro of every show, his set and video from the Cantina of Comics. And before we get to our first award, I did want to mention something in the chat. Everyone is asking about my R2 suit. Thank you, (laughs) by the way. Uh, If you're listening to this on audio, I highly, highly suggest you head over to YouTube and check out the video of this particular show. Uh, This suit, everyone, is from Oppa Suits. It is the best drunk purchase I have maybe ever made. Um, it has served me well. I wore this to the Last Jedi premiere. Uh, I wore this tonight, uh, and I plan to wear it someday to a wedding. I'm not saying whose, so beware if you know me. You were invited to the oh, Last man. Jedi premiere? <laughs> sure. That's the story. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but Okay. Yes. Yes, everyone. We are here. The 2020 Utini Awards. A little bit of background on how these awards came together. Earlier this year, our very own Andrew Bell came up with an idea that we needed an award show to celebrate the year 
and instantly everyone in the Uchini community was on board. Our staff went crazy. We have a lot of special thanks we're going to talk about near the end of the show that help with graphics and music and video and production. Uh, and we are just, I'm, I'm so stoked. This looks so cool. I'm very excited. A couple fun facts for you all. Ooh. Whoa, I've never that heard that sound, sound before. Whoa. Heather gave Thank a thousand you. bits. <laughs> thousand bits. <laughs> oh I thought we were goodness. about to be attacked Whoa, by a wild one here. <laughs> a anyway, Wampa was about to come you. out of nowhere. Oh my goodness. Oh man, sounds I did not know were built into our streaming. That's, that's fun. I was like, what the hell is that? What's, what's, what's burning down? <laughs> well, what's burning down uh, is my momentum with that bit, but thank you, Heather. You're amazing. Yeah. All these bit wars are great. A couple fun facts about the 2020 Uteenies. Voting this year consisted of the Utini staff votes and the Utini community. That's right. A bunch of you in our community voted on your favorites. Community vote winners were weighed the same as one staff vote. However, two categories were ultimately decided by the community vote that were close enough. Five different categories tonight were decided by two votes or less, including two categories that had to be decided by a special tiebreaker vote. Of the eight categories, there were seven different things that won. So we'll see how many uh, of your favorites got mentioned tonight. And there was a very lopsided vote that I will mention when we get there. And I'll also mention the closest vote when we get there. But gentlemen, are you ready for Matt to tell us the first category of the evening? Please. Absolutely. Let's Let's start it. it off. Let's do it. I can't wait. Take it away. The award for best Easter egg is given to the best moment that made us say, I understood that reference. Here are the nominees. Lando referencing the Lady Luck, the Rise of Skywalker novelization. Hubgrub Commander, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back, Rendezvous Point by Jason Fry. Zade Killaday offering Poe a ride off Kajimi, Poe Dameron Freefall. And Revenge of the Sith novelization references, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back, Disturbance by Mike Chen. All right. All right. And we have some excellent, excellent categories here. The sealed Utini goes to the Lady Luck reference in the Rise of Skywalker novel by Ray Carson. Very All right. good. Wow. Fantastic. Yes. Well done. Look at that. Uh, this is a good one. The runner up did go to the Revenge of the Sith novelization reference in Disturbance by Mike Chen. But. Guys, I, lo- I loved this reference when I was reading through this novelization. To-, to reference the Lady Luck ship that originated in Legends by Lando, such a cool touch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's been around for a long time. Lady Luck has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it was present back in Legends, and um, it was really refreshing, I think, to see that brought to canon. One of the co- one of the coolest kind of small details that I think they decided to bring to canon, but still, a really, really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when, we mentioned that on our roundtable for the book, actually, earlier this year, that Ray Carson did a great job really of expanding The Rise of Skywalker more than um, a lot of film novelizations that are very good. But Ray really did a lot of that. And things like peppering in references to Lady Luck uh, are reasons why that book is so lovely. So congratulations, yeah. Ray Carson. Absolutely. <clears throat> do you think Do you think we'll see it brought to, uh, brought to life in the Lando show? Mm. Ooh. I would imagine so. I mean, that's a that's a spectacular, could. like small detail yep. that would get all of us excited. I mean, yeah, 
I like it's, that. It's described as being uh, it's described as being kind of a, a fancy yacht. I mean, it's a, it's Lando's ship. It's so, I mean, Lando's it's be pleasure like... yacht. Let's be very clear. On <laughs> 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 the logo for Lando, it's just like sparkling gold. So I mean, man's gonna yeah. be fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, I also wanted to shout out the other nominees who, again, we loved. There's a reason they made it into the finalists. Uh, the Revenge of the Sith novelization reference in from a certain point of view, that was dope because that is, as of this as of this recording, our number one best-reviewed book on all of Utini. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I love any reference to that. It was like in the writing style. Like, this is what it feels like to be Anakin Skywalker. This is what it's like to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he put that in Disturbance, which made that story a little more eerie, didn't it? Yeah, I totally did. It totally did. And I mean, I, I think um, I think we, we get like uh, some small details about that from canon. And I think we saw some of that like from all the nominees in this category. Uh, but I totally dug it. Yeah. And, and I do want to say one quick little uh, a special shout out to Zade Calliday um, in Podamir and Freefall, because if anyone remembers from our older shows, I did say I would get drunk at Star Wars Celebration and recite Zade Calliday's entire monologue from Black Spire. So... <laughs> I Don't you think we forgot that. about that? <laughs> so, that's not even a Patreon award. That's just something I want to do. So, um, yes. <laughs> I look forward to that intensely. So, a cheers to the Lady Luck. A cheers to Lando Calrissian. Cheers. Cheers. Matt yeah, Davenport. Congratulations. If you would be so that's kind, right. Matt, hit us with our next category of the evening. The award for best quote is given to the best quote from any book published in 2020 as voted by the Utini staff and community. And here are the nominees. We are powerful, Captain, even if it's not the kind of power you're accustomed to. Padme to Pankaka in Queen's Peril. The key to a satisfying life is to accept those things that cannot be changed and make a positive difference with those that can. Thrawn in Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising. Ozzel had a few regrets, not only because he was, at that moment, getting force-choked by the big guy himself, although that was certainly part of it. From a certain point of view, The Empire Strikes Back, Kendall, by Charles Yu. Rebellions may be built on hope, Iman considered, but they end in a bitter galaxy. From a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back, Beyond Hope, by Michael Morici. And the Utini for best quote goes to... Oh man, they make these things so difficult to open. And the Utini goes to... The quote from Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising by Timothy Zahn. Well done. The key to a satisfying life is to accept those things that cannot be changed and make a positive difference with those that can. I just want I want to say a special shout out to Jose for designing these incredible awards. I want one of those on my desk. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to just I want a whole stack of them just like on a shelf like in my house and somebody'll be like, "What the hell are these awards? You won all these golden awards." I'd be like, "Oh, those are the Utinis. Don't you worry." Yeah. yeah. Awards for my own company. But but I want to do a, a shout out to this particular quote cuz I want to say when this quote got nominated uh, I thought it was a really cool thing because when I was first reading this book for review, this was the quote I wrote down in my notes to like put it at the, at the heading of the review. Like This was such an interesting quote for Thrawn because I think it showed a very unique direction for the character. To be like, yeah. you know, a really accepting Thrawn of fate and trying to be positive and make a huge difference, which was a huge switch from like the villainous Thrawn. You know, it was it was him really being a good person. And I think that really was a big reason that everyone loved chaos rising so much. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's totally true. I don't think there's many more quotes in the Thrawn book. Would you guys know? I absolutely loved. I gave a perfect ten out of ten this year. Oh, tremendous! Uh, when we re- when we reviewed that book, I absolutely loved it. And I don't think there was another quote in that one that hit me quite as hard. Like it, it felt just like it, I, Charles. I think you asked us some really interesting questions about this. I think we talked a long time about this. Is what spawned the question: Is Thrawn a bad guy? Right? right. Yeah, we talked a lot about that. I mean. And first, can I say, how fitting is it that Zahn gets the best quote for the first annual Utinis? I mean, that is just <laughs> picture perfect. But yeah, this <laughs> yeah. quote in particular was fantastic among many that we probably could have nominated from this book. And yeah, it just it just perfectly illustrated a new side to Thrawn. I think this quote in particular that I think we're going to continue to see in these next couple of novels. Totally. Uh, I also want to say, oop. I didn't say who the runner-up was because I was about to talk about them. The runner-up was the quote from Queen's Peril by E.K. Johnston, uh, which was Padme to Panaka. That was our bad of the typo in that initial uh, announcement. But it was, we are powerful, Captain, even if it's not the kind of power you're accustomed to, which I think is very emblematic. That's another really good one. That's a very good one. It's a very emblematic of the world we live in now, too, with women that are still trying to, like, be like, hey, shut up, you idiot dudes. We have power deal with it and i think like that's right it's a nice battle cry of the year that was awesome and for me kind of really brought into why i love the handmaidens so much who are characters i I honestly hadn't thought a ton about before these last couple years with ek johnston's books yeah absolutely absolutely i I think we we all really like the the handmaiden book this year i think it i think that was a great lesson just the whole padme series we're up to now we're up to two two books and they've said it's going to be a sort of a trilogy right don't we have a third book coming is that right we haven't said anything i don't get why they wouldn't except for money i don't get so either (laughs) and yeah i I think it's going to be a trilogy that's kind of been all of our our thoughts Mm -hmm. um but I don't think another book has been a, a better lesson in like giving giving books another shot, maybe even rereading them mm-hmm. because we famously we famously were not that crazy about the the first Padme book right when it was released, but we all re- read it or listened to the audiobook again this year and absolutely loved it before we went into this new Padme book. Yeah. So um it was it was a fun it was a fun sort of rejuvenation of like looking at a book from a different point of view that uh we really appreciated so oh, i was glad to see that quote in here look at it you may- saying point of view <laughs> uh, really made us uh, yes like pay attention to episode one too like whenever yeah. you, yes like, whenever you watch episode one down are you not like i know what that person does and that person in the background does and you tell your friends like oh and this person they were actually you know they, they were a decoy. It wasn't actually Padme right there. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's like, here, read this book. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whoa, bro, don't you know who Irte is? She's the blonde one. Like, it's kind of like when you're watching Lord of the Rings and you're like, that's the scene where Viggo Mortensen broke his toe. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else does that. It's when, he, when he kicks anyway. that helmet. Helmet, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the best time. Uh, but yeah, shout outs. Amazing, amazing quotes. And I think that's one of the coolest things about Star Wars novels lately is that most books just have that one line or two or three lines that you really think about. Like, I think of To Master and Apprentice last year with Claudia Gray. of like, I choose the light because it is the light. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. And, there's some, oh, there's some, there's some really quotes from one. the books that just hit the punch so flipping hard. Yeah. So really, really good. Really, really good. Yep. Um, I also wanted to uh, kind of discuss the rebellions they built on hope a little bit. Yeah. Because that was, a, uh, that was another really fun quote that was one of the nominees for this year that it was really – 
I thought it was really fitting to see that in a, in another book, uh, like that's been thrown around a little bit. Uh, we get a lot of references to Jen Urso in, in Rogue One, someone who is very special to my heart, as you know. Uh, 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 and... Corey, isn't that isn't that your favorite movie? You you don't really talk about it. Uh, much. That, that, isn't that your favorite? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I hate to pick favorites, but yes, it's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, love to see that quote. It, it's cool to see uh, to see these sort of hard hitting points make it into into other books just in general yeah. so i liked it a lot Ooh, adam coming in with those hundred bit those weird noises you've never gotten so many bits to <laughs> use all these noises. All changed Thanks, up, man yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh very exciting well congratulations all those quote nominees our next category is is a little bit different i could say go ahead and roll it the award for social butterfly is given to the star wars creator who's the most engaged with fans on social media and other forms as voted by the Utini staff and the community. And here are the nominees. E.K. Johnston, Charles Soule, Kevin Scott, and Delilah S. Dawson. And the Utini Award for Social Butterfly, even though he never answers any of my DMs, is... Is... Kevin Scott! Friend of the show! Yes, definitely, definitely. Look at that. Congratulations, Kevin Scott. Runner-up, uh, E.K. Johnston. And this was an award that we, we came up with because there's a really glorious thing in Star Wars publishing where the fans and the authors do get to talk back and forth, and it doesn't suck. And it's not angry, you know? It's really fun, and the authors really seem to love Star Wars and engaging in things. And Kevin... I mean, we knew this well, almost two years ago when we had him on the show. Like, yeah. this is a man who loves Star Wars, who loves engaging. And if you've been seeing any of his posts about the High Republic lately, comic, like, he loves how much people love reading his work. And it's really great to see someone, you know, in a solitary profession get that <laughs> validation and love. So, yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And,. Kevin brought back Jackson the Rabbit yes, he too. Did. Uh, yes, like, he did. Like, like, not just like brought him back, but like really brought him back. I mean, didn't he tell us that he wanted that to be one of his legacies? Yeah. It's like, he wants to be the guy that introduces a bunch of kids to Jackson the Rabbit, which is awesome. Which is so fun. Sweet. And, I, yeah. and he did it. And he's and he always, whenever people tweet at him, Jackson stuff, he's like always stoked about it. And of course, Charles. I know his and George Mann's friendship we see on on Twitter is one of your favorite things as well. It is. I think that if there was a Utini for the best, uh, I don't know, bromance in, in Star Wars EU, it would go to them, certainly. But yeah, Kevin, was he not our first uh, guest on this show? I think he was. I think, so. I think he may have been. I think been. he was. Yes, I think and he may he's have been. such a nice guy. Honestly, um, I mean, he's a friend of the show, but I assume it's not because we're so tight. Anytime I tweeted him, like, <laughs> congratulating him on something, he legit will at least say, like, thank you to, like, everyone in the feed. Like, he's just such I a know. nice guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it really helps it make feel it make helps make Star Wars publishing feel more like a community. And that I mean, hey, that's why we're all here at Utini in the first place is that we love this community of people that get to talk about things that we love and things we're so excited about that we may not get to talk in person with people about, you know. And I don't know Kevin's life. We're not neighbors. I don't live in the UK yet. <laughs> um, but like, I don't, I don't know what his day to day life is. So it's kind of cool that we get to have people around that say, "Hey, I love your work." So if you're on Twitter. And you read a, a book or listen to an audio drama or read a comic, tell that creator that you love it. You know, 
Yeah. They're people. That's one of the, you know. that's one of the best parts I think about our community is that it's it's huge, but it's also really small. And like yeah. like it's it's easy to, to shout out to creators on, on Twitter and stuff because they don't really get the celebrity status I think that a lot of other folks in Star Wars get. Yeah. So um it's it's in it's it's really refreshing to see how exciting everybody is on Twitter. Yeah. And hey, they take the, they take the time to get those headshots to put on the back of the book flaps. The least we can do <laughs> that's right. is say, that's Hey, right. we appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, and I'd be That's remiss right. if I didn't it's... look in the chat right now to see Joxie, who says, oh, friend of the show, you say. If you would like to be a Utini Living Forest friend of the show, you could go to Teespring right now where we do have <laughs> a friend of the show shirt. You can be just like Kevin Scott. Look at that. Utini.com slash merch for the details. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so congratulations, Kevin. And EK, similarly. I mean, especially you look around those times those Padme books are coming out. EK was all about the handmaiden love. Also, like, if anyone talks about Dragon Age or, like, other things, like, she's so open with everything that she's passionate about and things that she loves and the communities that she loves. And yeah. So and shout the, out to that. Absolutely. The interview that you guys did with her was really good, too. So you might want to go back on – I'm just not sure what episode it was, but that interview was really good. It could have yeah. been a bonus. Yeah. And she was, like – Absolutely. And a little, a little behind the scenes. Like, EK, she was so busy. I know, uh, and she made time to, to come on the show to talk about Queen's Peril, and I actually got to be on another show um, with Candace the Geeky Waffle, a Mandalorian show a couple weeks ago, and she actually came on there as well, just to geek out about Mando. Like, nothing to plug, <laughs> she just wanted to talk about Mandalorian with Star Wars fans. She's she's awesome. Super cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, That's awesome. <sighs> Alright, you know what? Enough, enough of enough of the sentimentality, the real people. Let's get back to the actual things we hold in our hands. Matt? The award for best cover art is given to the best cover art from any book published in 2020 as voted by the Utini staff and community. And here are the nominees. Shadowfall by Alexander Freed with art by Jeff Langvin and Scott Beale. Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising by Timothy Zahn, art by Sarofsky Design. Queen's Peril by E.K. Johnston, art by Tara Phillips and Lee Zeiske. And A Jedi You Will Be by Preeti Chibber, art by Mike Diaz. And the Utini Award for Best Cover Art goes to... Oh man, this one is already open. I need to talk to the people at Price Waterhouse immediately. Those are so pretty. <laughs> Look at that. And the award for Best Cover Art goes to... Shadowfall, art by Jeff Langevin and Scott Beale. Oh God! That I remember when that cover dropped on StarWars.com. Our, our Slack, our Discord, my whole Twitter timeline Everybody just freaked lost out. their goddamn minds. <laughs> yeah, they totally did. It's a gorgeous. It's a show the let's, let's show that cover right. again, Wes, if you don't mind. It's such a gorgeous cover, like the blues, and it looks like all the shadow, all the not Shadowfall, all the Alphabet Squadron books are gonna kind of have this sort of colored theme like we had the yellow with the first alphabet squadron book and uh don't we have we have a cover for the next one yep, too don't yep. we Victory's yeah we do Price, and it has it has will lark with a beard on the top of it like oh that's so right a little, older, that. a little wiser <laughs> yeah <laughs> daddy lark but yeah oh, this cover is is incredible and also like if you've read the book you can see there there is symbolism in the placement on the covers and of course chestnut chaddock at the center of it I think I think putting characters in the front of books is risky sometimes because you don't mm -hmm. want to be like too. I don't know. I think it's a slippery slope. But this is so perfect. It is her yeah. her her expression. You know that is totally Chaz. The silhouette is great. It is a dynamic cover. And speaking of characters in the front, I want to say the runner up for this category is also a book I have right next to me. It's Queen's Peril, art by Tara Phillips and Lee Zeiske. Because oh my god, 
Look at that profile. Yeah. I know. You know? Yeah, that's that also really a good one. That book looks like uh, like a special variant cover, like the Master and Apprentice <laughs> book or something. You're so right. It's just the normal <laughs> one. Wow. Um, also, quick side note, uh, Joxy's going wild in the chat, giving out discount codes for people watching right now. Corey, did you know uh, about yeah, we're this? Gonna have to have a, we're going to have a talk later. I can, yeah. I can feel the money just falling away. So um, I guess if you're in the chat right now, you're seeing it. And if you're watching it later, we'll see you live later because I guess you get discount codes every once in a while. Um, but I also thought this was cool because I don't know if you guys saw earlier this year, uh, our very own Jake Ruddle put out a video uh, review and he made a joke about how everything was purple this year. And these two very covers, everything uh-huh. very purple. <laughs> Lots of purple this year. Lots of purple this year. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. And you know, like they, they say not to judge a book by its cover, but like with Star Wars <laughs> books, I think a lot of people do judge sure. books by their cover, particularly because, you know, if, if folks have not discovered a community like Utini, where we try to help people get into the books for the first time, like you, most people just do what we kind of all did growing up is you pick some book that looks cool off the shelf. Right. Like, you know, I famously picked a, uh, picked a book with like a badass looking Jedi chick on the front. Yep. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how most people start reading. So it's refreshing to see a lot of energy and time and effort going into the cover design because I think it makes a, makes a big deal. I think it's important. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad we've sort of moved away from the sort of 90s sci-fi-esque kind of wild-looking covers. The, uh, the, Thrawn, the first the Thrawn the with the laser Come shooting on, out of the it. Yes. <laughs> I love it's it. Something. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. I, I just like, <laughs> I Jedi? Yes, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I think that like the, the design cannot be overstated i mean i mean look at the show we're doing right now i think it's a testament to good graphic design and like the overlays that we have are are way more impressive than what we're doing on this actual show so you know good cover art good good book printing you know (laughs) is such a part of it i mean that's why we all love drawing ascendancy we got blue pages that was a huge selling oh man yeah Yeah, that's really cool just that little bitty difference i bet you sold thousands more copies just having that on there and i (laughs) told my 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 friend was like which book should i read next i was like well i I would recommend thrawn but i don't know if you can get those one with the blue pages and he was like oh damn and then Mm -hmm. two days later you mean these pages i was like (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic it's also fun because you know i look over at my shelf now and Corey, you know you mentioned that a lot of the 90s books had, like, a similar aesthetic, so sometimes it's tough to know, is this in a series? Is this a singular cover? I don't know. And if you look on your shelf, you know this is my Aftermath trilogy. These are the Alphabet yeah. Squadron books. These mm. are, yeah, like, you can they're see very them. distinct, and the artists are really making their mark. And I think the Alphabet Squadrons are my favorite covers in canon right now, so I'm really glad that, you know, my vote counted. What can I say? That's absolutely what I voted for. <laughs> I. I also want to kind of give a special shout out to uh, the the kids book that made it into the yeah Jedi uh, the, you will I got be, a nominee yeah. this year a Jedi you will be that is a fantastic cover I wish I would have uh, picked up all the covers specifically to show on screen just for these books because like the a Jedi you will be was a great cover yeah. like I want it. I don't have a lot of kids books I have a handful of them but like that one has got a really really cool cover like I love seeing different variations of like movie scenes in kids book format it's always awesome right ah. <sighs> Amazing are there, artwork. Are there pop up books that maybe have that? Are there like pop up Star Wars books? Be there, is the one. there are a handful. There are a handful. Yeah, I reviewed that the giant cool. Star Wars Galaxy pop up last year, which is honestly, it's massive and it is sat on my shelf. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it. Um, <laughs> but they're just. Display it somehow, but I don't know. Yeah. 
Hey, welcome to my apartment. This is my giant pop-up book that takes over my table. <laughs> Turn the page right. once every <laughs> <Welcome>. ten days. <laughs> it keeps, keeps it exciting. You know, keeps it fresh. Um, but speaking of exciting and fresh, the next category is actually about some of the things that excited us the most when they happened. Take a look. And now our next category is the best moment category. This award is given to the best moment in any published work as voted by the Utini staff and community. And here are the nominees. Luke and Leia training flashback in the Rise of Skywalker novelization. Yurika Quell and ITO Showdown in Shadowfall. The Handmaidens are revealed in Darth Vader issue number four, and the expanded universe characters during the fleet arrival in the Rise of Skywalker novelization. And the winner for best moment is, let's try the, you ever try the envelope method where you just do the end and do one of these things? Gosh, there are so, those are so many good moments. And I think that's what's funny, like, we can like books, but when you're just picking the things that got you the most stoked, every nominee will be awesome. All right, without further ado, the best moment of 2020 in Star Wars publishing is The Handmaidens Revealed in Darth Vader number four. Oh my gosh. Is is this the first comic win? I think it is. Is this the first comic win? It is. This is groundbreaking. This is the first comic win. Look at that cover, too. I was going to say, that one could have been nominated for the best cover, too. Man, that 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 gives me feels, man. Look at that. Like, even Vader Vader looks like sentimental in that picture. He doesn't look. He does. He looks exactly the same, but you're right. (laughs) And let's let's take this chance to talk because we we are famously. We're famous. Um, famous. No, we are we, we are a, a book show, right? We, we talk a lot about the books and things, and we dabble in the comics, but we don't do the weekly polls and stuff. God. So many of them. It would be impossible yeah. to. How would we do it? But God damn, Star Wars comics this year were so good. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, so good. Especially they were. this one. Like, this, this moment this blew moment. up our, our slack. Like, and that doesn't happen mm. super often for things outside of, like, Mando reveals and stuff like that. I mean, but people were excited by this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this was my my banner photo on Twitter for a while of like, of again, I guess spoilers. It's an award show for the year, so we're talking about the things. Um, but in Darth <laughs> Vader number four of the new run, it's revealed that there's the Amidalans, who are a group of people that have essentially been investigating Padme's death. Uh, since from the time of post Revenge of the Sith to now post Empire, and it includes the Handmaiden. Sabe is a is a big character in this run. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, Rico Lee is in there as well. But like, it was so cool seeing these characters who we read earlier this year in Queen's Peril as teenagers, now like fully grown badass awesome women that are still fighting for what's right, <clears throat> and in, yeah, and going toe to toe with Vader. Going toe to toe with the big I know. one. I know, I know, the big guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I have to, I have to say that this entire like arc in the Vader comic this year has been unfreaking believable. Mm. All the Padme stuff and him chasing down oh, like what happened beautiful. to Padme Amidala. If you guys have not seen this comic yet, you absolutely have to. We don't have a graphic novel yet. I don't, I don't think yet for this series. It's coming. It soon. usually takes a little bit. Yeah, it takes a little while for the graphic novels to to make it out. But that's like the preferred way to read the comics. I think I'm personally waiting to pick up that graphic novel um and i haven't read all the comics but this comic series is what made me subscribe to marvel unlimited this year when they said uh (laughs) when they said that they're only going to delay them by three months i was like damn it i have to have it i'm going to start reading all the star wars comics as they come out because this it was just blew up in our slack it was crazy and speaking screenshots it was awesome i'm gonna say speaking of things that blew up in our slack the runner-up to this 
uh, was the Quill and ITO showdown in Shadowfall. That yes. chapter, that singular chapter of Shadowfall, similar to this comic, I've never seen a single chapter of a book blow up on Twitter as hard. Like, people yeah, were was very emotionally wrecked. Yes. Th- there was a lot of speculation yeah. about it, too. Yeah. I think I read that chapter twice. I read yeah, it, cha- and I was chapter read it again. Chapter yeah. 18. Andrew yeah. said in our... Uh... I remember that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that like, moment, you read chapter 18? That moment ruined me. <laughs> and uh, I'm re-experiencing all the feels right now thinking back to it. So, thanks for that. That was my vote, I, I will say. That was such a fantastic moment. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And it was. I mean, it really... It took the things about Outfit Squadron, the trilogy, that, that we love the battles, we love the ships, but, like, the character work that Freed has been putting into that series has been the best, has been, like, the, the high point of that trilogy, I think, thus far. And that chapter, just to see Erica Quell, what she goes through, how she has to kind of face every demon she's ever had mm-hmm. and go against yeah. this person who was her only confidant for a while was, like... God, it's like yeah. how many tests? Charles, how many breaking tests? again? <laughs> it was it was a very strong, very strong runner up for sure. Yeah. yeah, just just tremendous stuff. And another shout out to the other two, Luke and Leia training in the Rise of Skywalker. That was one of the best moments in the film to see the two of oh them like God, that, yes. and then to have it expanded upon to see our Luke and Leia from Return of the Jedi like that was just yes. It was it was beautiful, and then of course it was it was really good. The it's interesting that the Rise of Skywalker man they, that book got a lot of nominations this it year, did. which is book. fascinating, fascinating because we we sort of famously had a couple of small problems with with uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I, and I think I'm pretty much over them all now. Like I've, my wife and I have actually started. I think we're going to make it an annual tradition to pick one of the trilogies and watch them at Christmas time. And, and oh, we're, awesome. we're watching the sequel trilogy this year. Uh, we, we watched The Force Awakens last night. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to The Rise of Skywalker. Experiencing is it like only thinking about canon? Forget all the meta crap and the directors and the actors. Like the only thing about canon and how yeah. things play out. And it really changes the way that you watch the sequel trilogy and the book itself. Like they did what we wanted them to do with the novelization yep. is they they took a lot of risk they explained things that needed to be explained and really seeing this scene with luke and leia like expanded on is the whole purpose of the novelization right. like to really drive that out so absolutely absolutely love that scene one of my favorites in the movie and especially the book yeah and of course the other nomination it got which was the the roll call that i will always be sad was not in the film but of everyone coming in reporting in to the final bite on exegol like yes. yeah yes. just that was but awesome that's the All, point that was great. That, that's the point of the expanded universe, man. And that's the point of reading right. these novels and why they're so important because that moment did happen. Whether or not it's in the film, it happened. It's canon. That's right. It did. And we know it that, did. and we're here to celebrate that. I know. It's awesome. Yeah, just ugh, amazing stuff. Great moments. Um, and now, though, I will say, as we turn the corner here, our, our, our top three categories. You know how like you watch the Oscars and it's like, oh, there's some really good stuff. And then they're like, and now – Best actor and actress. <laughs> you you like, the channel? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll come back when they stop talking about like technical design that I don't even understand. <laughs> All right, we're done with sound mixing slash sound editing. You don't know the difference, uh, everyone. <laughs> and we are at the top three. Matt, bring us home, baby. And our next category is Best Expanded Universe Character. And the award for Best EU Character is given to a character belonging exclusively to the EU appearing in a 2020 project as voted by the Utini staffing community. Here now are the nominees. Valius in Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising. Chas Nechadic in Shadowfall. Shelly Lona Afra in Dr. Afra, 
and Yurika Quell from Shadowfall. Oh my gosh. Uh, before we do this, just to, I, I, don't, I didn't notice this before. This is not a bit. All <laughs> women this year. Oh, True. yeah. Like, that's a really good point. Like, Listen, the, the expanded universe always had a lot of really, really good women. But it was especially refreshing to see how many women we got this year. And especially, man, this has been like the year for Star Wars women, I think. Yes. And the fact that they launched, that we have launching of Project Stardust with Meg on our team mm -hmm. uh, was awesome, right? Yeah. Great year for women. And now, finally, to, to top off the end of the year for women... The, we have a film being being, yes! being directed by Patty Lord, Jenkins. Which is so incredibly oh, awesome. It's be so, so good. This one is is special. Eric, open that damn envelope. <laughs> Best of you character is Chelly Lona Afra, Doctor yes. Afra herself, starring in her very own audio drama, her very own comic. This was a great freaking year for Afra, who also has a it was. figure. Yes, absolutely yes. great year. Uh, the audio drama was incredible. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was like the book of of Doctor Afra monologues. Absolutely incredible. And hearing her voice in Cyberpunk too is pretty rare. Oh rad. yeah, uh, Emily, who, who Emily, did the voice. Emily Wuzeller, shout out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, she's in yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah, she's she's in Cyberpunk. Okay. Like one of the main characters that you can romance, by the way. <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, but uh, yeah, Afra has been a character that I, it has been fascinating to watch her ascendance. No pun intended to the runner-up, who is Thalias from Thon Ascendancy. Um, to see Afra go from a character who was introduced in a Vader comic in like 2015 to get her own series. Her own series, her own, like, she keeps getting series releases. Now she gets an audiobook. She got voted on to get a black series figure. Like, she has yeah. never appeared in animation or live action, and she is True. a fan favorite. Like, this hasn't happened since, like, yeah, Jaina Solo. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's incredible. That's right. She's a great character. I think we will eventually see her brought into some kind of project. I think I she's too good not to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think sure. she's – Afra is really becoming a lot like Thrawn was in, in the old legend stuff. Like yeah. everybody knows who Afra is. Like that, that's any way familiar with the books and comics. Like everybody just knows who she is. And that's how it was with Thrawn back in the day. So like, and he was brought to, to, to a live action mm -hmm. and slash animation now. So I love oh, how different then, her character is too because she – the yeah. sarcasm that she throws in almost <laughs> – Every sentence that goes out either to Darth Vader or to whoever she's working with, it's just, it's spot like on. Jack, it's really ahead. good. And looking in the chat here, another shout out, um, Afra also got the GLAAD Award this year for uh, the oh, fictional right. character that's best oh, in LGBTQ plus representation. Because she is. She's a queer woman of color that is taking over Star Wars and comics. And, like, it's it's so, it's just great. Like, she's an awesome character. It's awesome what she yeah. represents. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for her to continue that. Um, and I also want to talk about Thalius, who was – we discussed this in our Thrawn Ascendancy roundtable, where Corey famously gave it a 10 out of 10. Um, 10 out of 10, That's baby. right, baby. Absolutely. Uh, she's, she basically became a co-protagonist in a Thrawn novel, which should be near impossible to do. I know. She made Small, that Small, force-sensitive chess child. Like, <laughs> I would never have guessed that in a thousand years. Never. Yeah. She was spectacular, and I think that, like – with Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good coming in this year, she's clearly got a lot more to play, even though they're talking about there's another character coming in. But Thalius was so cool to see, like, Zahn use her as a vehicle to show us more Chiss mythology. Like, she's the one that ascended the mountain. She talked to the patriarch yeah. of the myth. Like, that was really yeah, cool stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think Excellent depiction. 
any of yeah. these Sorry, any Charles. of these characters, man. So y'all can't hear us when we're showing who the nominees are, but <laughs> for literally all of these, we can still hear each other. And every option that comes up, someone's just like, "Oh, mm, yeah, that's a good one." Like I like this. One. <laughs> it's so like anyone who won this would have been fantastic. Like Thalius was up there, Afra was mm-hmm. up there. Anyone from from uh, from Alphabet Squadron. I mean, just incredible. Yeah, uh, and also a quick shout-out in the chat here, guys. John Dutch Vander makes a great point. Maybe we'll see Afra in that Star Wars Visions series that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Huh? Yeah, that's a good point. That might, the be, mystery. that might be fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That'd be cool. And it's, it's just very exciting that there's these characters are getting chances to breathe in so many mediums. Like, I think back to, like, someone like Saw Gerrera, who kind of started it by going to Clone Wars, to Rebels, to Rogue One, to, Bo- to yeah. Rebel Rising, like... And to Jedi more... Fallen Order. Right. He's weird. Oh, I know. Like, right. <laughs> Every medium. So I think Afra is yeah. definitely one of those that, uh, it's funny because when I think of people who would jump between portals from medium to medium, I think Afra would be like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go into a book. Let's go into a comic. Exactly. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the holiday special, the, the Lego, Lego <laughs> holiday special. Exactly. Yes. She would be all about that. Yeah. So we, yeah, I mean, this is, this is like, this has been like the first big year that we've really seen like the crossover well the last i guess the last couple of years we were finally seeing all these crossovers between like books and comics and characters right. and like man the mandalorian has been so good for this because like yeah. we're getting people are like hey who's that who's that i mean how many living rooms are filled with people like slapping their star wars fan in the family it's like who is this character should i know who this is and like i think we're finally at that point and people fans have been dreaming about that for decades yeah. of like having a character show up in a book or a comic and show up in a show so mark my words we're gonna see that happen soon i guarantee to you afra is going to make it into some type of visual medium in the next couple years i guarantee yeah. you and i'm not saying like i'm not usually one of those people that's like you need to make this person this character like casting happens as casting happens and i know it's a whole different thing but i if emily Wuzeller is available like <laughs> she's she's it's amazing what she did with no camera at all to get that character if you got yeah, the character absolutely. with the voice Put her in front of a camera. Let's get Afra in live action. Our 2020 Utini character of the year. All right. The big two. Um, everyone, these are the two. We always get asked at Utini. I want to preface this a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to monologue a smidge if you'll indulge me. Oh, I'll we just got you. bits. That means I can indulge. John Dutch Vander, new sub. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, Andrew gifted a tier one sub. Andrew, look at you. It's, it's the holiday season. Giving. Um... Every every day, I would I would say conservatively, we get asked what's what's the best Star Wars book? What's the what what should I oh read right now? Yes. Right, <laughs> and we couldn't do an award show without saying what's the best Star Wars book, but also what's the best Star Wars comic? Because honestly, y'all, the expanded universe is about the value of all the expanded content. It's about a comic is just as valuable as a book is just as valuable as an audio drama. Like all these things are star Wars and yeah. I, I'll say it. I'm here. I'm drinking f- fun drinks out of a little glass guys. <laughs> was 2020 the best year for star Wars expanded content? I think so. I think, I think you could make a very strong argument that this year has been like one of the strongest years or these, you're making an argument for the strongest year ever, right? Yeah. 
You know what? I'm going to say I, it. I We're think, live. <laughs> I, think, I think you could feasibly say that. I mean, think about the, the, the year in its entirety, yeah. right? We started over with all the comics, yep. all right? We got right. a a new th- we, we got a new a new Thrawn series. Yep. Like, starting. Which is what Timothy Zahn needed. Like, yep. not, not some, like, you have to tie this into the TV shows. Like, here, here's a blank slate. Write your own entire Thrawn series. Yep. We haven't seen that shit happen since the '90s, yep. right? And then we we round out the year. We have a new audio drama, by the way, with uh, with, uh, with Afra, uh, Afra, <laughs> uh-huh. right? Uh, and then at the end of the year, they announce ten new shows, all coming yeah. to Disney Plus and a movie. And like yeah. holy crap! And, and, and like, honestly, tell me. five and five days after the year ends. So I'm gonna count it. The High Republic technically was gonna start in <laughs> August, so I'm counting it. Oh my True. god! Okay, which is which is gonna win all kinds of awards from lots of different people it sounds yeah, like yeah i'm not year, so. uh without spoiling any uh, the embargo is up uh and if you want any my thoughts i did say them on a previous show i started writing the review today and i wrote the intro and i was i started shaking um <laughs> how excited it was. i'm gonna have to prescribe <laughs> eric's anxiety medication just as he writes the review it's so damn good so just, just, get ready people right the high republic is going to change your lives absolutely but until then let's let's end 2020 with a bang we had two more categories matt give us our first big category of the final two now for the award for best comic, which is given to the best ongoing comic line in 2020 as voted by the Utini staff and the community. This award is for the line as a whole and not a particular single issue. Here now are the nominees. Darth Vader by Greg Pak. Star Wars by Charles Soule. Dr. Aphra by Alyssa Wong. And The Rise of Kylo Ren by Charles Soule. And the Utini Award for Best Comic goes to... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ooh, um, <laughs> a lot of good books yeah. in there. I think that was the first one we were like, holy yeah. smokes, oh, look at these um, nominees. That was great. Uh, before we announce the winner, though, I do want to say we did miss um, putting in the artist on the title cards. So whoever wins, we will tell you who the artist is, who is just as important as the writer um, Absolutely. to comics. But let's, l- let's do it. Uh, I-, I have no idea. I have no idea who this could be. Best comic <laughs> of twenty twenty goes to The Rise of Kylo Ren by Charles Soule and Will Sliney. I know that right off the top of my head. <laughs> oh my god. This this is a limited series that came out this year. This is another one of those that just swept the internet with every single yeah. issue. It was like what, five five issues, right? Five or five. I think five. I think it was five. Five? I think it was five. Yeah. I own this graphic Ooh. novel. It's one of the first ones I picked. Same. I think I, I got maybe the graphic I own all novel. the single comics. Yeah, I got the graphic novel. I think I actually novel. own all the single issues. I don't own a lot of single issues, but I think I own the whole run in single issues because yeah. this one's really good. I think this is going to be like the the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer in Star Wars <laughs> comics. Like, yeah. I think people are going to talk about it like that because so much flipping stuff happened in this comic. It was great. Yes. Yeah. You want to say impactful? Like every issue that came out, like this. So if you don't know, but the basic pitch of this comic is, and then skip ahead like seven minutes or whatever to the next category, because don't spoil this for yourself. Um, it talks about how Ben Solo became Kylo Ren. Charles Soule called it Ben to Ren. It's four issues also, Spiced In, thank you. Um, mm. From Ben to Ren was the pitch, and it shows you Ben Solo slowly getting corrupted by Snoke and by the Ren and meeting the Knights uh-huh. of Ren. And like yeah. <laughs> everything from bleeding a crystal to get the crazy stuff to seeing what really happened at Luke's temple. Like there's yeah. so much and, and seeing Jedi master Luke Skywalker in his prime, like yeah. whoo, Charles yeah. wrote this. And I remember reading this and then finding out he was in luminous and being like, Oh, cool. Great. 
good, good, good. Yeah. good. <laughs> we, we had a whole episode of the show where we just That's talked right. about this comic. So, That's I mean, right. that should yes. tell you right there. But I, I do want to make this point. Uh, do you want to know why I think this comic won? I mean, yes. I do. Yes, I think for, I know like, why. Big moments, <laughs> impactful moments, uh, scenes we never thought we'd see, things that, that we never thought we would experience. Uh, <laughs> yep, but it's, it's because Snoke is wearing a hat. And living on a weird little hidden secret garden planet. I forgot and he, about the hat. And he the hugs. Hat. He hugs oh Ben Solo. And that's what I'm here for. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. It's Charles' hat and Ben's ass. I want to know. I really want to know whose idea that was. Like, like promote was that like, person. Okay, you're right. I I like this. I like this shot, but. Hear me out. What if Snoke had a hat on? Give that person oh, oh, wait, a oh, trilogy. Oh, wait, wait, oh god. Yeah, sorry. So then the artist, the, the artist draws him with like a baseball cap on. He's like, no, no, no. I, I mean like a Santa hat. Yeah, you no. know, like a Santa hat. You mean like a like a cool hat? No, I mean like think of the stupidest hat you can imagine. But then, but then, follow me on this. It's also a leaf. Huh? Huh? He's like, oh, he's, oh, he's green. Why? Snoke is green, too. Okay, I like it. I like it. Keep going. Keep going. Just, but it, Why does he have a hat on? It's so good. Oh, my yeah. God. I loved it. In we all seriousness, it. it's tremendous. Not, it's not a negative thing at all. We no. absolutely love that he had a hat on because it was What's clever it? and creative and hilarious. And it makes sense that he's a puppet now for, for the Emperor. Yeah, the Emperor was because of course dressing he wears him a stupid up. Hat. I think it was a splash page, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was like it a full-page shot. It was. Yes. Palpatine's on Exegol. He's basically dead, and he goes like, "And now you will turn Ben Solo evil." But wait, first you will wear a leaf. <laughs> it makes me giggle. <laughs> Put a hat on. Put a hat on. <laughs> oh my god. So we have a we have a year and a half now to find one of those hats or all of those hats to wear when we go out drinking after celebration <laughs> when we're all together. Everyone has to have uh, that Scrooge, hat on. It's Perfect. a Scrooge nightcap. I bet we can find them somewhere. It's got to be. Like. Uh, of course, th oh, then another, another shout-out to the, to the runner-up, which was, as we've already mentioned on this show, Darth Vader by Greg Pak and Raphael Ayenko, who is a tremendous artist. Speaking of people that are very um, thankful on Twitter, Raphael Ayenko is the artist for the Darth Vader series. Loves hearing if you love this series, so absolutely tweeted him. This series, honestly, they had to follow Charles Soule writing Vader, which should be impossible. Like, yeah, it should be. The Dar <laughs> but they did it. <laughs> Dark Lord of the Sith is one of our favorite comic series of all time. I mean, and our and our and a lot of our guides on the Utini site, we say this is the best comic to to read ongoing series. So what Greg Pak decided to do was take that character and do something completely different. To do what happens when Vader has to reckon post-Empire with the fact that he was a father and he missed it. And actually his wife yeah. was alive. Like, oh my god. That's so, yeah. so crazy. And the, in the series since then, if you're, if you're up to date, has been following some things in The Rise of Skywalker, which is also very, honestly, brave with how divisive that film was. But it's taking some elements and making them really freaking awesome. And Absolutely. 
Oh, like people always say, don't we have enough Vader? And logically, I want to say no. yes, but no. No, no, no we, we don't. don't. <laughs> I'm not sure we can have too much Vader, nor can we have enough of the mainline Star Wars comic, which uh, I also want to especially shout out this year. Yep. And like, I'm really, I, I've read a couple of these issues. I haven't read the whole, the whole run, but I've been trying to catch up on what's on Marvel Unlimited. And it's really good. I think it, I think it's stronger than the, than the first, the first bout of uh, the agree. mainline Star Wars comic. I think it's, I think it's stronger and it's good. The artwork is consistent. It's, it's fantastic. Also a really good nominee. Yeah. I still, I still think there's a lot between episode three and four that can be explored. So I mean, they can, mm-hmm. they can go on for yeah. years with this. And if you're, yeah, uh, absolutely. And if you're someone like Corey that is like, maybe I've been doing Marvel Unlimited. Um, all the books we're talking about are in our Marvel Unlimited right now. And since they all relaunched this year, there's not like <clears> 40 <throat> issues of each one to catch up on, which I know can be intimidating. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. if you want, I'd say I think there's like a free trial you can get. Check out it Marvel. is a month. There's a month free trial. I just did it. Great. Do a month. You can read. Honestly, you can catch up with all the current Star Wars books in a free month if you want. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But there's some amazing storytelling going in. And also, I got to say, it doesn't hurt having one of the architects of the High Republic write your main Star Wars comic because That's he definitely right. puts in High Republic <laughs> stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> all right. Everyone, we, we just hit almost the hour mark of the show. We're here. 2020 has been a hell of a year, all things considered. We've gone through a lot. We've had a lot of great Star Wars content. We've had Clone Wars Season 7. We've had The Mandalorian. We've had incredible comics. But we've had some great books. And it's time now to finally reveal the Utini 2020 Book of the Year. And now, the award for Book of the Year, which is given to the best book in 2020, as voted by the Utini staff and community, here are the nominees. Shadowfall by Alexander Freed. Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising by Timothy Zahn. Queen's Peril by E.K. Johnston. And From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back by various authors. And now, the award for Book of the Year goes to... Oh, I'm just going to rip this one right open is... <gasps> <gasps> Everyone! <laughs> it's Toronto Ascendancy Chaos Rising by Timothy Zahn! Yeah. Right. Look at yes. that! The book of the year is is absolutely not rigged because Corey gave it a perfect 10. Um, no, in, in all seriousness, this book, I I can't think of a better book that, that emphasizes Utini's mission of loving legends, of loving canon. This is the bridge that gives us to the future of Star Wars. What right. an mm-hmm. incredible yeah. moment. Yes, absolutely. I, I don't think I saw, I mean, given I didn't really look for it that hard, but I don't think I've seen anything negative about this book. Everybody absolutely loved it. Like, it was fantastic. And how refreshing is it to have Timothy Zahn, such a incredible, incredible person and sort of harbinger of Star Wars books, by the way, yep. to make his zealous return to Star Wars. Like, fantastic, well, and, fantastic And book. how perfect is it that he won as such an ambassador for both legends and canon i mean that's perfect yeah, really for right. our show it, it represents everything that we believe in and you know timothy's on um couldn't be here tonight to personally accept this award but <laughs> it's really because we're trying to be hashtag covid safe that's the only reason that's exactly he it. sent his yeah, condolences exactly. and we appreciate that we'll see you next year timothy thank you <laughs> yeah like what and, and and honestly just just what what a year for star wars books where this was the winner because the runner-up is Shadowfall by Alexander Freed, um, another novel. And honestly, what's so exciting, guys, 
is that a, a big thing about canon was that everyone's saying, where are the series? Where are, are the continuation books that I loved so much in Legends? The winner and the runner-up both have sequels coming out in the next six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strong. Oh, my God. Strong. How exciting. Yeah, they do. Oh, man. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I, I, abs- I absolutely loved the Thrawn book. I thought it just brought so much to uh, canon. It brought so much really, really original storytelling. We got really fantastic quotes from Thrawn. I mean, yeah. good Lord, how many, how many categories was this book nominated for? Like three or four at least. Yeah. Like, fantastic book. I absolutely loved it. The cover was gorgeous. Yep. I loved it. Yeah, the fantastic original book. story was re- really got me. I mean, we didn't have to rehash on anything. It could start from the very beginning of how Thrawn it came up through the Chiss ascendancy or just starting to so it was yeah. it was really something that people who've never even read Thrawn could get into oh yeah, yeah. it was so much old and so much new so like so much we were familiar yeah. with and yet you know even the opening to the book itself what was it it was like a long time ago in a galaxy like beyond I, I can't like beyond far yeah, far yeah, away yeah, it, like, it, was it was different it was different yeah because yeah, oh, it's God. a whole new it was like so good. area of space like so much new stuff <clears throat> yeah right yeah, we talked about a lot about that in the in the roundtable um, a, a month or so ago when we were talking about the idea of the chaos, like this area out beyond the outer rim, mm-hmm. is such a genius, genius yeah. idea because like you can do whatever you want. It's a completely open playground of this area that's too dangerous for anybody to travel. Like right. Genius idea by Zahn. I know he's been dreaming and thinking about the <laughs> origins of the Chiss for decades right. at this point. So fantastic to see this book kind of come in. I absolutely loved it. It's it's my favorite, probably favorite canon book I've ever read. It's so good. It's up there with Master and Apprentice for sure. Yeah. I so, praise. And it's so I praise fun. The it is. Yeah, it is. Because like you say, this book really took every expectation was was apt. If you loved Thrawn, you loved this book. If you didn't like Thrawn as much, like like me, I was a little bit apprehensive i will totally admit that and i freaking loved it like it 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 hit every audience and what a great way to go into 2021 by saying it's you don't have to align with old star wars you don't have to align with new star wars you just have to align with star wars because it is here for you and is creating stories with new characters and old characters and it is it is it is if anything has more momentum than it's ever had before um yeah. So congratulations. And, uh, sh- My God. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Congratulations to uh, to Thrawn Ascendancy. Let's let's get some shout outs to the other nominees a little bit yes, here because let's. I think I think this was actually a as much as we love Thrawn. I thought this was a a very interesting year. If if Thrawn had not been here, for example, this would have been a much more challenging choice. Yeah. I believe Shadowfall, because Queen's these- Peril, and from a certain point of view, like three also yeah. intensely different novels. Yes, and how pleased were you guys to see from a certain point of view end up yes. in there? Like oh, cool. that first, the first one was not as well received right. as the second one right. has been. But we absolutely loved it. We just did our roundtable last week. Was that last week? Yes, I think yes. It was last mm-hmm. week. Yep. We just we just did the roundtable last week, and uh, all of us loved it. I thought it added so much to Empire. I watched it this week, by the way, and seeing all the stories kind of play out on screen was. It's it's a good book. Yeah, it's a really good book. <laughs> just just tremendous, and and to see something like to have the top books of the year be an anthology novel with a ton of different writers that we've never seen before is great. And then a YA novel about Padme and the Handmaidens, about a bunch of young women being strong. To have a Thrawn novel from the author, but breaking new ground, and to have a, a an intensely psychologically emotional novel that's also about starship pilots in a time pre sequel trilogy, but post Empire like. This this is Star Wars publishing. 
this is what it is. You know, this is the, this is it's it's different. It's exciting, and it is celebrating every corner. And like, and it's not like any of these things are going to be stopping anytime soon. Like twenty twenty one, looking ahead now, what you got to do at award shows? You got to see the next season, right? Mm-hmm. We got a brand new era starting. We have Thrawn continuing. We have Alfred Squadron continuing. We have a Mandalorian novel coming in the fall. Oh my and, god! Like. And there's so much to be in now. These, the comic <laughs> lines are continuing. Like, it, uh, ah! <laughs> it just makes you want to just make it's noises a, yeah. of excitement. We say this all the time, but there's like never been a better fan, better time to be a Star Wars fan because yep. there's just so much incredible content coming out all the time. If like if you're not paying attention to all the mediums at once, you're really missing out on stuff. And it's just like it's just incredible that we get together every single week to talk about this stuff, and we never run out of stuff to talk about. Like it, yeah. it feel like we've never struggled with coming up with with, with things to talk about, especially this year. Like right. last year, we had a little more difficulty, but this year was like, man, we had something every single week to discuss easily. It's and wild. If we didn't have something, we were just selectively ignoring some other content <laughs> because we, we had to because there's just so much stuff. It was just it's, it's been a great year. It it's was been great. a really good year. I mean, even every week when Corey's like, I don't want to do a show, I'm like, Corey, we have to do a show. You're like, no, I hate Star Wars. I'm like, no, Corey, you got to keep lying to people and tell you you like it. Well, fine. Like, we made it through. <laughs> it's for the money. Just it's for the money. All right. Just don't forget. Oh, but but um, you know what? This is not in the outline. Um, because I, I in a second we're gonna we're gonna give. Honestly, thank yous are, are, are way too small for the people that helped put this whole production together, but we're about to do that. But before we do, gentlemen, as we say goodbye to 2020, um, and, and honestly light a match on our way out. Um, <laughs> Douse some gasoline on there as we go out the door. In 2021, <laughs> what are, uh. if we look ahead to the 2021 Utinis, what are you most excited I'm going to take away the High Republic because I feel like All that's right. kind of a gimme. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that's a gimme. Um, what are you most excited about to celebrate in next year's Utinis? And anyone in the mm. chat, what is a category you want us to, to add? Let's say yes. that. That's a good question. Why not? <clears throat> Andrew, remember these. I think I think if we're if we're not discussing the High Republic period, which we're going to need a lot of High Republic stuff next year. Oh, yes. Like, I'm very interested to see what book of the year looks like. Let's just say that it's probably going to be a High Republic novel. I think Book of the Year will probably go to a High Republic novel. Probably. But it's going to be interesting to see how the books fare out that are sort of closing the last chapter of of canon, in my opinion. I mean, literally, like, like, Alphabet Squadron is literally ending. Yes. Yeah, we're getting the last of the Alphabet Squadron. We're going to get the last of... Have they predicted how long all the the comics are going to be? Are they going to do a whole another year? I think um, so. They're probably at least a year or two. At this point, so yeah, yeah, probably. Probably we might see a close to the comics this this next year and move into the uh, uh, Return of the Jedi era of comics. Maybe I don't know. They've been doing the mainline comic Star Wars forever, so yep. I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how we transition into this, what I feel like is a new period in Star Wars canon storytelling. We're getting all these new films and TV shows and this new era entirely. Like, I think we're really seeing people start to stretch their creative wings. So I think next year is going to be a, a very challenging decision for a lot of categories. I agree. And before I ask uh, Charles and Wes what you are most excited for, I want to hit the chat who's already blowing up with things they want to see on the Utinis next year. Such possibilities as... Best lightsaber fight, uh, best mm. emotional moment. Uh, Cheryl says best best Thrawn, just best Thrawn as a whole. <laughs> uh, specifically, Thrawn winning awards. Uh, best starfighter battle, best comic artist. 
Um, mm. a lot best splash page as well. A lot of comic specific specific stuff would be really cool, and best comic cover specifically. I think comics are really going to take off next year as well. With the High Republic yeah, number absolutely. one coming out, uh, the High Republic adventures happening. Um, there's so much stuff we don't know about. I think that's what yeah. I'm most excited for. Charles West, what about yeah. you guys? Yeah. Um, I would say, I, I want to say that there's there's new animated series coming out, so there's the Bad Batch. So maybe uh-huh. not just for 2021, but I would say, like, what's the best Disney Plus show mm. on the mm. on the like on the platform as it is right now? Because mm-hmm. um, yeah. there's going to be a lot coming, and right. then um, on like something completely different than that. Well, what about Star Wars games? Like, are there going to be new Star Wars games coming out? Oh, that's a good point. Right? Yeah, Matt Martin and- did tease that that he's never been <laughs> yeah, more excited about Star Wars gaming from the story group. So, right, which is interesting. Are they about to are they about to dump like four new game titles on us too? In addition to all the film and TV, because we've right. had pretty profound canon changes in regards to games jennifer and order added a lot of really cool stuff to order 66 like that was all fantastic all i know is that if ea announces a press event on a thursday buckle up (laughs) (laughs) that's the damn truth uh charles what about you buddy yeah i think uh what wes touched on there with the disney plus i i think the best kind of tie-in uh material is what i'm looking forward to we've had had some whispers about like mandalorian written material and those kind of things i think it's going to be really interesting to see what they're able to do with that because it's been one of the highlights of 2020 i think was the mandalorian and uh getting something to read with respect to that maybe a comic Mm -hmm. i don't know i think it'd be fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's just there's God, we need a better phrase, and there's never been a better time to be a Star Wars fan. But damn if it isn't true. Like when you, when it comes to next year, everyone, when you're making up your reading list, when the holidays are done, and you're like, okay, I want a, I want a new book. There's no wrong choice. I mean, at, at UT, yeah. we make guides for characters, we make guides for eras, and and please use those. Please use them, and I hope they help. But ultimately, with every new thing that comes out, there is a creator in the world right now that is writing what they love most about Star Wars, yeah. and it's coming through on the page. You can't go wrong. That's right. There's something to love about every single Star Wars project. And even if you feel sort of negative about a lot of Star Wars projects, like I, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago on the show, but I something some, this just stuck with me so much. Somebody tweeted, like, pick your least favorite Star Wars film and say something positive about it. And I'm like, what a profound thought, because there is not a single Star Wars item that exists that, like, you cannot have a craft ton of positive things to say about it like mm-hmm. particularly all the all the canon books just all of them you can just see the love just poured out by the creators inside those those the, those books so yep it's such a good time to be a star wars fan i'll, no I'll keep saying it eric it's <laughs> <laughs> great you know what hey we're we're getting sappy we're getting sentimental uh cory since we're here would you mind telling our audience here both in the chat live and listening and hopefully watching our our crazy antics later who is responsible for putting together these amazing everything about tonight? Yes, absolutely. I, I specifically want to thank Matt and Andrew for all of the hard work that they did on this on this project. Like Andrew came up with this genius idea a couple months ago and said we need to do an award show uh, for all the books and comics and Star Wars. And I was like, 
like immediately yes like when, when he pitched it he was just kind of like hey i've had this idea i don't know if we should do it i was like dude yes it's such a good idea and this has been a ton of fun like seeing this unfold both from our community <laughs> yeah. uh, and our staff has been a lot of fun i can't wait to do this next year i think it's going to get bigger and bigger every single year we're going to make this annual event around christmas time every single year yep. which is really really exciting so special thank you to andrew for all your hard work uh in putting all and helping us put all this together he did all the surveys all the initial ideas he worked with uh, Jose, the designer, yeah. uh, to create the the trophies. It was a ton he of fun. He literally created the physical cards that I got and UPSed them to me so I could open them on camera. Like, yes. dude, yes, <laughs> amazing. Yes. Eric did. Eric, no, the only I'm the only person that knew who was going to win things because I had to build the the layouts and stuff. But like, excellent, excellent work. Yeah, Andrew. literally, my my desire to be surprised made Andrew pay money to UPS. <laughs> like I could have just yes. made these, but I didn't want to know. And I am that selfish and Andrew is that awesome. So thank you. Yes. Yes. The second thank you I want to hand out is to Matt, who you guys saw put an excellent amount of work into his announcements of all of the different categories. So a special thank you to Matt. I've said this a thousand times. If anybody quits on the Utini team, yeah, you know, it's all volunteer work. You know, I'm sorry to see you guys go. If Matt threatens to quit, he's the only person that's on the entire team that I'll be like, I'll pay you whatever you want. <laughs> he is. <laughs> that is absolutely the case because Matt is an incredible, incredible artist, and it's it's fantastic to see his work. And, like, I love his set for Cantina of it's Comics. So I can't, I can't I get exposed him. brick in Chicago. You know how expensive that is here? <laughs> So special thank you to Matt. Thanks for all your hard work. And lastly, special thanks to um, uh, the designers that put all the work oh, into look at our them. show. Uh, Ryan, Jose, and Emma, you guys all were absolutely crucial in the design of uh, of all of the visuals that you guys saw for this show. I mean, look at this. Look at this design that Ryan put into with the X-Wing and the TIE Fighters that are hanging over the images. Like, it's it's really, really professional. Ryan and Jose did all that stuff, and Emma edited all of our videos for, him, for us. So thank you guys so incredibly much. Like, we could not do any of this without you absolutely it's been a pleasure this has been a hell of a year for you teeny and it's been an absolute pleasure to round it out with such amazing amazing talent so thank you guys so much yeah without question and uh as we're about to close out the first annual Utini Awards, I want to give a quick plug that next week we are keeping the fun going because next Monday night is the Utini Christmas party the holiday event of the season uh, we are going, it's going to be very silly. It's going to be a lot of us at Utini opening secret Santa gifts and just being sappy with each other. It'll be a little chaotic. It will not be your typical episode. So so if you need a little more holiday cheer in your life, we'd love to see you next week. Uh, just, just for fun. It'll be pure fun and happiness showing you um, some people behind the scenes that are working to make the content that we hope you enjoy every week uh, because uh, this team Honestly, in a year where we all kind of need a little more, I don't know, happiness and connection, at least personally, this has really made me feel uh, connected to, to the family of Utini. So you'll get to see them next week, see whatever people bought each other for Secret Santa. Um, so we'll see you then. Uh, but any, you know what? Before I do my outro, and then we do have one special uh, little announcement right at the end. Charles... Corey, Wes, any final thoughts to round out the first annual 2020 Utinis? It's been a good year, friends. Absolutely been a good year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think... Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I hope this really is the first of many, y'all. I'm looking forward to next year already. Yeah, it's, it's really fun to, to interact with the same people, have the same uh, 
interest in you, especially in Star Wars, because mm-hmm. we were talking about how we couldn't we couldn't not come up with anything to talk about. And and when you tell somebody that doesn't know about Star Wars, like how do you talk about Star Wars every <laughs> week? I think how do you like how, is, aren't you done after the movies? It's like you just have no idea. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Uh, absolutely. And uh, my final thought is, uh, we all look damn good in suits. So <laughs> seriously, this is the first time I've YouTube. ever worn a bow tie in my life, and uh, I'm I'm kind of digging it. I'm not gonna damn good tie job right there. <laughs> well, on on that incredibly sexy note, friends, I'll do my little outro and and thank you all. For, for witnessing the first annual Utini Awards on this week's Living Force. Uh, if you already support us on Patreon, thank you so much. All of our extra content is over there, patreon.com slash Utini. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C., Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command, who honestly made this whole event possible. You can find us on Twitter, I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at Doc Star Wars MD. Charles is at C. Hankel. Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you additionally to Matt Davenport, our editor, Ryan, our graphic designer, Wes, our producer, community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for hosting the first annual Utinis with me. Thank you to all of you for tuning in, but I will give the final word to a very special friend. And those are your 2020 Utini winners. Congratulations to all the nominees and all the winners of the prestigious 2020 Utini Awards. On behalf of all the staff here at Utini, I'm Matt Davenport wishing you bright suns and may the force be with you.